Brian Oaks Show. Yeah, it's a podcast. Here we are already at episode six. How did that happen? There was no such thing as the Brian Oaks Show. And now, suddenly, here we are six episodes in. Uh, as you might have guessed, my name is Brian Oak, joined tonight by both my business partner and producer, Sean. How are you, Sean? I couldn't be uh, better. We, we, you know, this is a podcast, so we all know what's coming. <laughs> Do we? Snowmageddon. Oh, 2019. Well, yeah, so as we sit here recording right now, you know, we record live in the, my favorite place on the planet, second favorite place on the planet, which is Minneapolis, but Minneapolis and St. Paul, the Twin Cities, and you know, we get winter here, right? Like, I mean, like, winter actually happens, but somehow, the people who've lived here all their lives, as soon as they hear that there's going to be ice or snow or extreme cold, they're like, this is garbage, too soon, ick, bleak, I'm like... We all grew up here, man. Some winters, it's almost nothing. Some winters, it's like living in Arkansas. Other winters, it's like living in Yellowknife in the Northwest Territories. I mean, like you can't get out of your house and the ice and the snow are prohibitive. So here we are. Uh, We've had a couple of minor snowfalls so far, but there is a winter storm warning bearing down on us. And within hours, we're expected to begin getting very heavy snow. They're saying anywhere from 8 to 12 inches. And then after that, heavy blowing and drifting. So the next couple days, including Thanksgiving travel, are supposed to be fairly shitty. Wasn't your hip-hop name blowing and drifting? No. My hip-hop name was Trick, spelled T-R-I-C. I thought so. Took the K off the end because I'm radical. You are like that. I am like that. Hey, tonight on the show, we are going to check in with one of my favorite bartenders slash Minnesota musicians that I've ever met, and I've gotten to know him over the last few years. I don't even know his last name. He goes by John Henry. He's both a hip-hop impresario and a deep psych rocker, but also knows his way around a cocktail and a really good story. I'm very excited to have him by because I wanted to talk about the annual tradition of drinksgiving or if you prefer Dranksgiving, because it rhymes with Thanksgiving. I'm just always worried about cultural appropriation. Um, But that is where everyone goes out and gets ultra-loaded on the night before Thanksgiving. It's one of the biggest going-out nights of the year. And I get it. Like, a lot of people, like, say you've been away from your hometown for a long time, but you come back to see family on Thanksgiving. Well, all your friends are back, too, so you go out on Wednesday. And then you potentially ruin the best meal of the year by feeling like garbage because you drank like an idiot and stayed up till three. So I just, I have questions about Drinksgiving uh, that I want to ask him, but I have a lot more to ask him about. We're also going to talk about some really important music stories, including saying happy birthday to one of the greatest musicians of all time, Tina Turner, who turns 80 years old today. And we're going to hear one of the great songs from her huge comeback album, Private Dancer. We'll get to that in just a little bit. In the meantime, it is the Brian Oak Show. We want to thank uh, our sponsors, uh, Smart Start Minnesota, Smart Start MN, if you will, Ignition Interlock Company. We'll talk more about them in just a little bit. Um, Sean, he is another sponsor as well. You're a realtor, and we'll talk more about that coming up. And our most recent addition, and that would be Great River Radon Mitigation, because it turns out background radiation in your house, super bad idea. Bummer. Negative. You want, you want to get that out of there. But also, we've had a lot of early adopters who came on board sort of out of, not sort of, literally out of the goodness of their hearts. And I find myself humbled and bewildered every time it happens. Uh, AudioQuip, a company that is going to provide us with a tremendous amount of electronic equipment as we launch our own studio and come up with a mobile unit. They've done great things for us. Uh, Rebecca Slater, who took the photographs for our new website. Uh, Dave Gatsmer, who designed the logo for The Brian Oak Show. And speaking of our website, Amy Stubblefield Barthel 
It came out of nowhere and was like, I'd be happy to do this. I'm like, Amy, you know, there's no money early on because no one's making any money on this for a while. We'll figure it out down the road. And she didn't care. She wanted to do it anyways. It's what she does for a living now before. Well, first of all, let me say hello, Amy. How are you? Hi, Brian. I'm great. I'm ready for the snow. Well, I'm Do you like winter? I do. I do, too. Yeah. You know, one of the reasons I like it, when I was young, I used to cross-country ski a lot. I've never been on a pair of ice skates. I've never been on a pair of downhill skis, and I've lived here my entire life. I know that. Look at the way Sean's looking at me right now. You used to cross-country ski. Avidly. For hours and hours and out, no, no lie. No. Is there any photo proof, any photo evidence of this? Do we have to call my mom again? Yeah, I think we do. I, I'd be happy to call my mom because you know what? We used to go on family cross country skiing vacations to Cable, Wisconsin, to Telemark Lodge, and we did it as a vacation. We did the, we would do it for days. Dude, I've cross country skied a lot now, but see, it's interesting to me that you're more surprised by that than the fact that I've never been on a pair of ice skates or never once on a pair of downhill skis. I don't see you on cross country skis, but you know who will tell me the truth? Judy Oak. Yeah, you know what? I don't see you on cross country skis either, there, tough guy. I thought you were going to call me something else. <laughs> I was about to. In any event, we've lost the thread there. Um, I, I so I don't want it to be winter all year round, but I've never never complained about the cold, never complained about the snow, unless it's that heavy, wet heart attack snow and you have to shovel it. I don't want to die from shoveling, but I like I like winter because once you go through a hard cold winter, well, a a hard cold winter thins the herd, right? Keeps the uh, keeps the week out. But then when spring finally arrives. Nobody's appreciated spring more than somebody who's gone through a Minnesota winter. Amy, what do you like about Minnesota winter? What do I like about Minnesota winter? Um, what is that, Dane? Is it hygge or higgy? Or what is that word for the coziness? I know what you're talking the about. Pizza? No, 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 oh. not heggies. No, oh, no, okay. no, no, no. Although pizza during the winter is delicious. I think we can all agree on that. No, you're talking about, so there is a Scandinavian concept. And I think you're right, closer to like higge or hegge or something like that, where it's the cozy factor. Like you look outside. Trust me, before this weekend's over, we're all going to know it. The snow is so deep, but inside, maybe you've already got the Christmas tree up, but if not, you've got some candles going, or you're drinking some warm apple cider, or you're in the coziest socks you have, snuggled under a blanket watching a movie with someone you love. There's this sort of abstract concept of coziness while the world is dying outside, but you're warm inside, have I gotten it kind of right? A hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so I don't, I don't know how to pronounce it because the Scandinavian's not strong within me. But you like, you like that particular sensation. I do. I like the coziness, and I like that in spring you really feel like you've earned spring. I like, I couldn't agree more. It. Yeah, yeah. And it and the ground looks terrible, and the world still looks dead. <laughs> and then that, but then that first day where now. Like, all of a sudden, the first buds appear on the trees, and the first birds seem to return to the trees, and spring, after a long, cold, dark midwinter, is genuinely exultant. Like, there's nothing else like it. The only thing I'll say living in Minneapolis is a guy who doesn't like to filter his water. I believe in exposing yourself to the things that are in your community like it's like when you go to mexico if you drink the water the reason that you spend the next five days on the toilet is you're not used to the local microbes and all that stuff drink water out of your tap now the only thing i don't like about spring is in spring tap water starts to smell like an aquarium that no one's cleaned for six months it's got a real organic tang to it and um it gets a little rough but i I love the same thing so amy has designed our website which goes live 
Oh, I'm sorry. Tonight? It's live right now. As we speak? As we yes. speak. Huzzah! Yay! She was just stellar to work with, incredibly professional the whole way. Like, we, she communicated very, very well and helped us through the whole process. So please contact her. What's the best way for people to get a hold of you if they're looking at building a website? Um, my domain name is Amy S. Barthel. Dot com. So that would lead you to a contact form sure. that would go right to me. That would be A-M-Y-S-B-A-R-T-H-E-L.com. That's right. Okay, very good. Uh, Amy is not only good people, uh, but also did a great job for us. And we've kind of got a thing here on this show where we're not going to endorse or support anybody that we don't believe in, right? I mean, is that fair, Sean? Amy, I believe in you. Wow. Did you ever know that you were his hero? You're the wind beneath my wings. I should have requested Bette Midler. Oh, as my should have. Song. I'm so glad you didn't because you picked out something much yeah. better. Now, before we get to your song, which we're about to, I really want to say a sincere thank you for you reached out to me immediately. You're like, let me be a part of this. I'm like, there's not any money, and you didn't care. You wanted to be part of whatever this is going to be. And to be honest, we don't know what it's going to be, but it was very, very kind of you. You put a lot of trust in me. And I appreciate that. Well, let's find out what it looks like, shall we? Let's all head over right now to thebrianoakshow.com or brianoakshow.com. Now, again, Oak has an E at the end of it. It's supposed to be brianoakshow.com with an E, but Sean is like the business type, like the smarty pants guy who's like... Nerd. No, 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 not nerd. No, what you did is you, you, you estimated the nature of the population appropriately, and they're not going to get this right. So it's also available at brianoakshow.com with no E. Yeah, I figured people would be driving in their car, and they're not writing stuff down. Yeah. Le- at least they shouldn't be. Well, no, that's Dear true. diary, <laughs> November 26th. <laughs> uh, today was my first day at brianoakshow.com, <laughs> and I'll never forget it. I will never forget the fact that Sean jumped on early, and Amy, you've been a wonderful supporter. Before we dive into the song you chose, because I believe every sponsor that comes on, every guest that comes on, everybody who's been an early adopter that joins us here on The Brian Oak Show should get to pick a song, because music is really the heart and soul of what we're doing here. But before we get to the song you chose and why you chose it, it's interesting, your half-brother, is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Jeff. Um, I've known Jeff for at least 30 years, at least coming up on 30 years, but we're close to that. And I heard all about his family. I heard all about his life. I was there with all this stuff. And then in the last 10 to 15 years, he started referring to this other sister. I'm like, your imaginary sister? And I'm like, he's like, no, no, she's my real sister. I'm like, okay, I've known you for 15, 20 years. You've never, you know, and again, I was like, okay, maybe I just missed it. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. I'm like, you don't have another sister. I know your sister. And he's like, no, no, her name's Amy. And I was like, okay. And then I would see you on Facebook, or he would share a picture, and it became a bit between us that you were the imaginary sister. And then I'm not certain it was the very first time we ever saw each other, but I was at a casino. Which casino was it? Um. I don't remember. Is it the one in Hinkley? Maybe, maybe in Hinkley. So I don't go to casinos often, but my wife and I were getting away and we'd gone to bed for the night. But I, when I'm at a casino, I got this thing about blackjack. I get itchy. I can't stop playing it, especially if I haven't won any money. So I sort of like quietly snuck out of bed and put on my wrinkled clothes from the floor back on. (laughs) And I went downstairs and I got into the elevator and all of a sudden 
There's Amy, who I don't know that I've ever seen you face-to-face before that moment. Had we met face-to-face before that? Maybe once. Maybe. But I looked over, and you're with a bunch of friends. You guys, it, This is 2.30 in the morning, by the way. You guys are loud. You are tuned up. You've been at a wedding. That was That's right. I was the maid of honor in a wedding that yeah. night. And so we're standing in an elevator together, and we're looking across this crowded, loud, drunken elevator at each other. I'm like, is that... Is it, is it? And right as we parted ways, I'm like... Amy. She's like, Brian. And we parted ways. And I don't know if I've seen you since. <laughs> that might be true. Well, it's nice You've probably to see seen a lot of me on the internet. Oh, of course. No, since then. Yeah. Once I realized that you were actually a thing, like a person, like a, like a corporeal being, then I started to take it much more seriously. Up until that, I thought Jeff was creating some sort of weird, elaborate, serial killer-like construct around himself but i'm glad that you're real and i really appreciate you helping us out for sure i don't know if you remember this about that night but one of my friends after you said my name turned to you and completely unironically said you have a voice for radio and then got (laughs) off the elevator it's like you know that he's on Uh, the radio voice or face did they say voice or face (laughs) both i mean let's be honest both and we'll share pictures later to prove it and Someone said that to me earlier today at the store, and it's true. I once had a voice for radio, but apparently now I have a voice for podcast. It is The Brian Oak Show. We are talking to Amy Stubblefield Barthel, the designer of our website, who I appreciate very much. Amy, before we say goodbye, I like to have every guest pick a song. You chose Janelle Monet. What song did you pick? I picked I Like That. And why did you pick this song in particular? Uh, I picked this song because it's kind of a great anthem for doing what you want to do. For uh, being a weirdo in a world full of normal people. And uh, that really resonates with me. And I think it's just a good song to, uh, to have as you go out into the world. So Wow. I feel like maybe that has to be our new anthem. Amy, thank you very much. Here thank you go. You. Jan- thank you. Janelle Monet on The Brian Oak Show.
called me weird. We was in math class, third row. I was sitting by you. Right before Mr. Ammon's class. Because my mama couldn't afford new J's polo, thrift store, thrift clothes. That was all I knew. Do you remember? Uh, I remember when you laughed when I cut my perm off and you rated me a six. I was like, damn. But even back then, with the tears in my eyes, I always knew I was the shit.
Tina Turner, the legend, the living legend, 80 years old today, and one of her great songs, a cover of, help me out, John Henry, who covered uh, Ann Peebles? Uh, I Can't Stand the Rain, Ann Peebles. Yeah, originally Ann Peebles, right up on there. Made uh, Sampled famously by Missy Elliott. Which I remember, and, uh, and but I knew it wasn't an original Tina Turner song. We're going to talk to John Henry more in just a little bit. He is tonight's featured guest, but first we're going to blow through a couple of music news songs, which I may need to refer to you on. Uh, the Who, a band that I, I love every British invasion band. I like the zombies. I like all of it. I, the Mercy Sound stuff, the rock and roll stuff through the 70s. The Who... Never really been one of my main jams, but they're fine, and I respect their legacy and what they've done and who they are. But Pete Townsend has always sort of gone out of his way to be sort of a Morrissey-level dick. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he really has. Better words, yeah. And you know, I can't think of a better word, actually. And in his most recent interview, he says, thank God they're gone, about his former band members, Keith Moon and John Entwistle. Uh, he has apparently been promoting the upcoming Who album, which is due out this coming week, actually, I think uh, less than a week from now or just over a week from now. And in a new interview with Rolling Stone, Pete Townsend said that, well, he said, thank God they're gone. And here was the context, specifically what he said in the new Rolling Stone article. Over the years, Townsend has lamented the long gone moon. And after Entelzo's death, he said, without him, I wouldn't be here. When I did look over and he wasn't there, I wanted to die. Well, According to this most recent interview, he was feeling considerably less charitable and went on to say it's not going to make Who fans very happy, but thank God they're gone. When asked why, he said, because they were fucking difficult to play with. They never, ever imagined to create bands for themselves. I think my musical discipline, my musical efficiency as a rhythm player held the band together. Townsend would go on to say John Entwistle's bass playing sounded like a Messian organ. Every note, every harmonic in the sky. When he passed away, I did the first few shows without him with pro John Palladino on, or Pino Palladino on bass. And he was playing all that stuff. And I said, wow, I have a job. So he, um, again, you don't have to have loved everything you've done with the people you've worked with. But when someone's dead and gone and is clear, recognized as a clear master, to shit on their legacy, if you'll pardon my use of the French, I just, you know what, Pete Townsend, you, you've, you, you've utterly ruined it for me. Bad news, right? Yeah, totally. You just That's just in bad taste. Well, and now, John Henry, you've been in a number of bands. I have. Your thoughts? Uh, well, I think that Keith Moon and John Entwistle are both very notable in their field. Some of the best. John Entwistle is an uh, inspiration to me, bass playing-wise, because he does like to play all the notes. And the, one, the songs that he wrote in the early career, yeah. those were the interesting ones. Because right. they were dark and dangerous and not just like by-the-books teenage rebellion. Well, and think about how many bands had an interesting rhythm section, right? Like, you need somebody who can lay down the bedrock. But That's the foundation that every band is built on. Well, but you People also... watch the singer and they watch the lead guitarist. 
but they can't do anything without a solid drummer and a solid bass player. It is the bedrock of every great rock and roll band. But then if you've got both a drummer who can be a dynamic, almost front man in what he does, a complete crazy freak show. Yes, unreliable. Yes, went out of his way to be a jerk and trash hotel rooms. But also, you name other drummers that you could talk about in that same conversation, and you can count them on one yeah. hand. And Entwistle, I feel, is the same way. Like one of the most interesting bass players in rock history, and certainly within British Invasion history. Yeah. And great songwriter. Oh, it's just it's unbelievable. Like him and Steve Harris are huge influences on me. Well, and I- like they're disparate, but they're also like. Similar in good songwriting, excellent bass playing. What's this Steve Harris person you're talking about? I don't know who that is. He's in a little British band. I mean, you're into British bands, so you may have heard of them. They're called <laughs> Iron Maiden. They're quite good. <sighs> Worth checking out. Oh, you know, you know, now, again, we'll get to your part of this and the music you're <laughs> going to play, but one day you're coming back, and we're doing nothing but Maiden and oh, Priest boy. on this show. <laughs> in any event, next story, Cindy Lauper is going to receive the very first ever High Note Global Prize for her efforts to help prevent and end homelessness among LGBTQ youth. Apparently, she has been working on this for many, many, many years. She's always been an open advocate, not only for the LBG or pardon me, LGBTQ lifestyle, but for people who live that way, for people who face challenges, but specifically homeless youth. And she's going to be doing the right thing. I once about three years ago had the opportunity for the first time ever to interview Cindy Lauper, and she's everything you think she would be. She has this outrageous East Coast accent, and she talked about putting out her country album. That's what she was promoting at the time. And she talked about how she worked with Willie Nelson. It was absolutely amazing. She's like, well, he walked into the room and, you know, he's like Yoda, (laughs) 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 which absolutely made my entire day. And finally here, before we start talking to John Henry about the John Henry, are you a drinks giving or a drinks giving guy? Uh, I I just go to work. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. We're going to learn more about one of my favorite people in the Twin Cities just ahead. But our final music news story is about the band Megadeth. Now, I would be fraudulent if I said I knew very much about Megadeth at all. You Megadeth guy? Barely. There's some good songs. And there are a lot of thin vocals. Yeah, well, speaking of those thin vocals, Dave Mustaine, frontman and main brain behind the band Megadeth, earlier this year, back in the summer, uh, revealed that he was suffering from some pretty serious cancer. And then just this past week, late Monday afternoon, he said he's feeling good. He's at his Tennessee home and said that he is actively recovering from this bout with cancer. He said, I'm just dealing with life. It was back actually in May that he was diagnosed with cancer and needed to step away from the spotlight. And and he's a very outspoken character. He has been for many, many years, but he stayed uncharacteristically quiet about all this up until very recently. But then doctors recently told him he had a 90% success likelihood of the cancer that he was battling. And he went on to say, I am not going to let this beat me. And part of what we're doing on The Brian Oak Show is trying to recognize things that we maybe don't normally listen to. I Again, I don't know. What's your favorite Megadeth song, Sean? I have no idea. Same. I, and I'm in the same boat. And I like a couple of the songs, but I didn't like go actively purchase their music. I'm the same way. And I, I got nothing against this band. I just don't know much about this band. So part of what I want to do on the Brian Oak Show is I want to listen to things that I don't know about, things that make me uncomfortable, things that I don't have a deep comfort level with. Was it them? Were they the band <laughs> that had the lyrics... Eating my bones, drinking my blood. Was that them? I don't know. Was that Cradle of Filth? I don't know who it was. I, don't, I honestly, it was in that same 
time period, but I'm not sure if it was them or Anthrax or somebody like that. It could have been, but yeah. you know what? If anyone wants to get a hold of us, I'll bet that there's a comment section at our new website, isn't there? There will be. There will be very yeah, they soon. they can contact us for, okay. for certain. Well, then for sure contact Sean and let him know what a dummy he was for even bringing that up right there. In the a meantime, big, big mistake, John Henry. Finger, oh, fingers. Oh, now you're bringing my name in here. I was staying <laughs> quiet because I was like, I don't know the answer to this trivia. <laughs> <laughs> None of us do, which is why we're not going to talk about it anymore. <laughs> and we're going to wish Dave Mustaine of Megadeth the very, very, very best as he tries to recover and continue his battle against cancer. We're going to hear a little Megadeth on The Brian Oak Show. Of destruction 
I mean, yes, is what I meant. I meant, yes, Megadeth on 1071 The River, the valley's home for classic rock. Just kidding. It's the Brian Oak Show. I've always wanted to secretly... Oh, sorry about that. Are those supposed to be crickets? I think so, but the cricket's kind of fat, and it's like <laughs> rubbing together. Doesn't that sound like a fat cricket? Oh, I don't know what a fat cricket sounds like. Because its legs are just kind of... Sorry, go ahead. It sounds like you've got a slow leak, is what it sounds like. I do. Yeah. Um, his name is Sean Bernard. My name is Brian Oak. It's the Brian Oak Show. And before we get to tonight's main guest, <laughs> you know what I like about a podcast? It's chaos. And I, <laughs> there's something wonderful and terrifying, much like life itself, about being in the midst of complete chaos where you could literally do anything you want. And sometimes it's brilliant. And other times it's a fat cricket. I want to thank the first sponsor that ever signed on to the Brian Oak Show, and that would be Smart Start MN. What does Smart Start MN do? Well, they are Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. Ignition interlock, yeah. So imagine that you go and have some drinks, which I love a little drink now and then. In fact, that's one of the things we're going to talk about with John Henry coming up. But then driving, terrible, terrible idea. Do not drink and drive, ever. Do, I, I hope, and this is weird because they're a sponsor and they need to make money, I hope that you never drink and drive. Unfortunately, it never seems to change. People will drink and they will drive and they will get DUIs. Now, hopefully, you don't hurt yourself and you don't hurt anyone else. Then you get charged a lot of money. Then you lose your license. Then you can't drive. Then it's very hard to conduct the rest of your life in addition to all the other difficulties you're going through. An ignition interlock is basically a breathalyzer in your car. Within days of your infraction, it will allow you to get back on the road. It will allow you to do what you need to do. It will allow you to lead as normal a life as possible following it up, but also at a much more reasonable rate than you would ever imagine and much quicker than you would ever imagine. SmartStartMN.com, all one word. If you click on the Brian Oak Show as a source of how you heard about them, that does us well, and it's good for them, and they do really, really good work, and it's nice to have them on board. And they're on our brand new website on the sponsor page. Wait, we have a brand new website? We do. Where would I find that? BrianOakShow.com. My name is Brian Oak. Thank you very much anybody who listens, who supports, who joined the Patreon account, patreon.com slash the Brian Oak Show, O-A-K-E, all one word. One of the things that I really wanted to make the priority on this show is no matter what we're talking about, I want to talk to interesting characters. I want to talk to people that I enjoy talking to in real life, that I find interesting in real life. And one of those people, you know, it's interesting. I call him John Henry, and that is his real name. John Henry, you and I have known each other now for a couple of years pretty well, yeah? Yep. I don't know if I know your last name. Do you want to share it or would you rather keep it a secret? Uh, you have known my last name the whole time. My last name is Henry. Wait, wait. I thought John Henry was like a middle name situation. No, it just works like a package deal. So, well, what am, so in the song John Henry, where they buried him in, in the sand, yeah. you know, it's steel with driving the man. In his hand. Yeah, exactly. Was his last name Henry? I thought that his was a last middle name. His name was Henry. So you are a direct descendant of the, the original steel driving man. Yep, but there have been a couple of us because I'm John Henry Jr. Wow. Oh. Yeah. All right. So. So Henry's your last name? Henry's my last name. So why does it, like, no one, like nobody calls me like, hey, Brian Oak. They're like, hey, Briar, hey, out of the way, fur face. You know, like, well, how, how did it start <laughs> that people called you by your first name and your last name? Uh, well, John's kind of a common name. It so is. So when you come up in school, ah, like, you have the common names, and you usually just get one letter initial. Right. Like, there were two Joeys, Joey De Niro and Joey Romero. Okay. Joey D and Joey R. 
That's made up. Yeah. I, 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 I was in grade school, and I, I, I think like I mispronounced their names because I haven't thought about either of these guys in like 25 years. So, <laughs> Which one was a bully? Because one of those two had to just we kick the old shit enough, out of other kids. Uh, okay. It was a small school, okay. not old enough for bullies. Like the bullies were the grades older than you. Oh, sure. Yeah. And that's how it worked at that school because it was like a class of 25 kids. Joey was, De Niro wow. and Joey Romero. I mean, yeah. yeah. And those. Joey Shapiro and <laughs> Joey Zanero. Where So a class of 25 kids, that's actually, even for a small town, it's a relatively tiny class. Where did you grow up? This was in St. Paul. It was a very small uh, parochial school. Actually. I see. It was just very small. Okay. Very affordable. Understood. But, uh, my, my dad, John Henry Sr., wanted me to go to a private school. Understood. So they sent us to the one that we could afford, and it was that one. So the, <laughs> the thing I know you best as is being one of my favorite bartenders. Uh, I like to refer to myself as your friendly neighborhood star tender. You got that right. My One of my favorite star tenders in the Twin Cities um, at a number of different locations. But I found out after getting to know you, I mean, the first time I saw you, I'm like, all right, this guy has got, that's not really technically a mullet, but it's a little bit of a mullet. and It's, it's just long and tucked behind my ears. Well, yes and no. Uh, you, But you also have now since grown out the beard. But the first time I met you, you had the sweetest mutton chops and, and handlebar mustache I've ever seen. Uh, a scorpion belt buckle. And you've since upgraded to some of the coolest glasses I've ever seen in my life. You're a character. You're a guy. You're like, I'm like, holy crap. But then I got to talk to you and get to know you. You're funny. You're smart. We're into a lot of the same things. But then you blew my mind by letting me know that you have been involved in the Twin Cities music scene for a long time. Most recently, and not entirely over yet, but you're talking about what a soft retirement for. I refer to it as soft retired. We're not actively writing songs. And we're not playing often. But we're going to be playing like maybe two shows a year. Okay, well, and see, that's that's perfect. Then there's no obligation. And if you feel like new songs, great. If you don't, the exactly. name of that band is Nightosaur, like dinosaur, except the word night. What would you say? How would you describe the band Nightosaur? Uh, I have described us as ZZ Top inside of a gravity bong. <laughs> <laughs> but then frequently I have to explain what a gravity bong is, and then oh, things dear. get tricky. Is a gravity bong the thing where you cut the bottom off a milk jug and you shove it yeah, into the water for, and it, it like forces, it forces it into your mouth? It forces it all into you. I haven't done and one of those since really well. 1980. Well, it works, but I mean, you will you will black out. They, yeah. They, yeah, okay. <laughs> so if you want to go see a Nidosaur Shore, just make sure that you've got someone with you. Uh, uh, <laughs> a guide. The buddy system. I always recommend the buddy system when it's gravity bong night. Or always Nidosaur travel night. safe, everybody. Exactly. Now, prior to that, and the first time you told me this, because, and don't take this the wrong way, when I look at you, I don't think indie, Minneapolis hip-hop icon, but you were actually in a hip-hop band that was quite successful. We did well. We were called MCVL. Uh-huh. It was an acronym of the initials of me and my fellow MC. Yeah. And we produced our own beats and wrote all our own rhymes. Uh, it stood for Mighty Clyde, which was my stage name. Yeah. And Viciously, who's my best friend. And we rapped. And kind of like a cross between, like, the intent was being like Run DMC crossed with the Ramones. The name was like, oh, we can be like Run DMC and ACDC if we mm. put our name like this. Mm -hmm. And that's in line with uh, our interests. All right, I'm going to ask both of you, Sean and Mighty Clyde. Yes. Um, would you guys rather hear the first song you chose by Fleetwood Mac, or would you rather hear a little MCVL right now? Ooh, a little blast from the past. M 
CVL. This song is so good. It's so good. <laughs> so, and, and I'm excited because then we'll get into your back-to-back yeah, Fleetwood absolutely. Mac effort that we're going to go into. But I just, I love John Henry. And the day he told me about this, I called bullshit. I'm like, <laughs> you were not ever in a hip-hop band. Screw that. And then I got pictures. Then Martin I got a Devaney disc. was sitting right next to you. Yes, he was. Holding in laughter because he couldn't believe you didn't know. Well, I just, I, I look, man, I'm old enough that I don't make it out that often anymore. But then when I listen to this, I'm like, holy shit, not only was John Henry in a proper hip-hop band, he was in a proper hip-hop band. <laughs> Let's hear him right now. It's The Brian Oak Show. would be the former band of our guest, John Henry, MCVL. The name of that song? That was called Boombox Boombox. Boombox Boombox, which you think I'd be able to, it's the same word twice, you think I would have it down by now, right here on the Brian Oak Show. I hope you 
I hope you really understand that I've enjoyed our friendship as it's burgeoned and getting to know you, <laughs> but it still kind of boggles my mind that listening to that is you. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> He's not at all surprised. Oh, no. It, I used to wear contact lenses. But only when I performed. Yeah. And it literally turned into a Clark Kent Superman thing. Right. I'd be working the door at a bar that I just played at. Uh huh. Like days before. Listen to people talking about my show, not knowing I was sitting right next to him. <laughs> really? Great. Oh, yeah. It was a treat. Mild-mannered John Henry turned <laughs> into, was it Mighty Clyde? Mighty Clyde. Mighty Clyde. Here I come to save the day. It is the Brian Oak Show. More with John Henry here in just a moment because I really want to talk about Drinksgiving. But first, um, you know, we're doing a show and there are some sponsors, including my business partner and at least for tonight, producer Sean Bernard, who also does realty for Edina Realty. Yep, I help you buy, I help you sell, uh, and then I, what I do is I donate a portion of all sales, whether they're purchasing or, or selling your house, to uh, the Warming House on 40th and Bryant. It's in the basement of uh, Farmstead Bike Shop, 40th and Bryant. Check them out. Donate to them if you're looking for something to donate to at the end of the year, nonprofit, yeah. music venue, listening room. And contact me at 612-859-2594 or Barnard at edinarealty.com. What about the part where you didn't say much about the part where you pressure people into making a purchase they're not sure they want to do? What I try to do is I, I'm going to bleach my teeth and, and like just bring them in to my teeth and make yeah. them stare at them until it hypnotizes them and they feel like they have to buy or sell. Here's the reason that I decided Stretch to partner up with Sean to do this. Yeah. I trust Sean and you should trust Sean too. Look around. By all means, with no matter no matter who we talk about, no matter what you're doing in life, you have to shop around. Sean is a trustworthy individual. I believe in Sean. And if you're looking to make a move, if you're looking to buy or sell, give me those that those digits one more time. 612-859-2594. John Henry, I already have your digits, baby. Oh, I, got, yeah. Yeah, I got you on speed dial. I, yeah. I, holy crap, that band right there, man. I just, so I, it, it was so good. And I mean, like, so I was like, okay, sure, whatever. And you played a song for me. But then I saw pictures where you two are melting faces in a sold-out yeah. room. Like, I guess I just missed going out for a while because you guys were a thing that was happening. It was a thing that was happening. Yeah. And it was a, it was a very good time. Uh, but it also cut my teeth performing. Yeah. Uh, it was my first band that I ever got on a stage with. And it, it was surprising to me because I didn't anticipate rapping. But it was a worthwhile venture. Uh, my best friend is a creative writer. I'm a creative writer, and we were talking about sharing stories, but I met him through karaoke, and he would rap Beastie Boys, and I would rap Beastie Boys. And then one day, he said, I had a dream, and in my dream, my rap name came to me. And he told it to me, and it was viciously, and I laughed in his face. (laughs) I was like, oh, that's ridiculous. Your first EP could be called Deaf, but not Dumb. Oh. And he's like, okay, Hotshot, what's your rap name? So I just started throwing out adjectives <laughs> and proper noun names. Yeah. And Mighty, I was like, oh, that's pretty good. But Clyde, when I found Clyde, I was thinking about Clyde the orangutan from Any Which Way But Loose. Yeah, Clint Eastwood movie. Yeah. Yeah. A, Turn, a, a trucker movie. Yeah. Exactly. And Any Which Way You Can. Yeah. There's uh, two movies. Yeah, the second one was not so great. But Nick Unlike Frost. Unlike the first masterpiece. <laughs> this was uh, right around when Shaun of the Dead came out. Yep. And Nick Frost does a very funny imitation of Clyde the Orangutan. And that's why it was prescient in my memory. Wow. And I was like, whoa, Clyde. Whoa, that's. And then I was just like rattle through as many different like amazing Clyde or right. whatever. And it was like mighty Clyde, mighty Clyde. 
Mighty Clyde MC. Oh. Oh, MC stands not for microphone command, but for Mighty Clyde. It's the Brian Oak Show. His name is John Henry. He's our guest. And you know, the show is nearing its completion. <laughs> we haven't even broached the subject that I wanted to have you in about. And that is the phenomenon. Now, as a bar, sorry, star tender. I'm so sorry. As a star tender, you've had a front row seat for, I imagine, more than your fair share of Drinksgivings. And that's the name, Drinksgiving, Drinksgiving, because it remind, rhymes with Thanksgiving. The night before Thanksgiving, I don't know how long ago it happened, but it's become tradition. I've heard that it's only second to New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. As Those the are the biggest... two biggest bar nights in the industry. Well, and I get it. Like so, like so, But when I think of it, I think of like a small town. Like, oh, say I grew up in wherever, Grand Rapids, and then I go home to see my family, and all my friends come back home, and so we're like, oh my gosh, we're all together for the first time forever, and we go out, but in big cities, it doesn't make sense to me, and here's the other thing that doesn't make sense to me. I know people are like, oh man, no, you wake up, you're hungover, what better way than having all these carbs and fats and salts and sweet? I'm like, why would you potentially ruin the greatest meal of the year by being even vaguely hungover? When you can go out that night, you can go out Friday night, you can go out Saturday night, <laughs> will you please explain to me Thanksgiving, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving? Well, it's pretty rare if you can go out that night, because most places are closed. They're just closed. That's one of the holidays. On the Wednesday? On Thursday. Oh, yeah, no. On, okay, on Thanksgiving right. I got you, property. I got you. All right, all right. But this is nice about Thanksgiving, because there's also a built-in nap period. That's true. And I know you've had a drink or two before. I have. I assume I, you've I, had a hangover. And I bet you've even tried taking a nap when you've had a hangover, and oh, wow, it does wonders. Well, that's true. And I I get it. And you want to see your friends, and there's enthusiasm. I just, when I think about dressing, and when I think about gravy, (laughs) and when I, like, turkey, I don't really care about. It's like the blandest piece of meat I've ever eaten. I always take just, like, two little tiny slivers of white meat, and then mound my plate like Mount Vesuvius, and I dig a little hole in the middle, and I mm-hmm. fill it with gravy, and then surround it with a mashed potato village, yeah. and that's <laughs> and all I really care about. When you dip your spoon about. in, then uh, the lava's flowing yes. into yes. the town. I'm like, oh, the and poor it people are being... all the people oh. and all the thatched roofed cottages. See, you get it. Although they were a little more advanced than thatched roofs. That being said, <laughs> the the pyroclastic flow of gravy went so fast that they were flash frozen in their little spots, which yeah. is why I ate them. And then when I go back for seconds, I'm like. Okay, quick question. Total aside, I, yes. I'm so sorry. And Sean, I'm asking both of you, John Henry and Sean, when it comes to cranberries, actual mushy shit cranberries or that sweet, glorpy tube that's still shaped like the can they came in? I'm more into the tube can thing, but cranberries, I take a no thank you bite. Okay. I put a little on my plate and yep. I eat all of it, Yeah, yeah. but I don't put much and I don't go back for seconds on that. Sean? I like the scientifically made cranberries in the can. I, uh, there's something about the schlorp that they make mm-hmm. when they come out. Yeah. They sit there and they jiggle like a jello. Like, And let's be honest, jello modes have fallen by the wayside. There used to be a day where you could have carrots oh. in jello. My grandma did that all the time. Green olives in jello. Oh, I mean, yeah. there, uh, people went nuts back in the 50s and 60s. Those days have gone by, but there's still something that harkens to a simpler time when you eat the processed, gelatinous. Perfectly Could be a cylindrical cranberry issue because nobody would touch that on any other day of the year. Of course, and so since it's rare that one day of the year, that's the right one to have because you can get regular cranberries all the time. 
Are you working tomorrow night on Thanksgiving? I am. Yeah? Yes. And it's going to be a doozy for me, too. And that's just it. Like, so I know that it's good to get tips. I know that it's, and you're good at what you do. Do you like when, again, we're talking about, and you're at a bar all the time, you know, this mm-hmm. is what you do. Is it is it fun? Is it good? Is it profitable? Is it worthwhile to be behind the bar on the second biggest going out night of the year? Or do you dread it like the people who have to be up at 3 a.m. on Black Friday to work somewhere dread that? It is less dreadful than an unexpected busy shift. Yeah. Or an expected busy shift because of events that have nothing to do with your basic camaraderie of people coming home yeah. and gathering and sharing time together. Because um, everybody is, A, escaping their families. Yeah, well, there's that. And in so doing, they're hanging out with their friends and everybody's escaping their families. So they're cutting loose extra. But a lot of times the people from out of town are familiar to you too. So you're happy to see them. It's like choosing the best seat in the house so everybody has to come by you and you don't have to go out of your way to go say hi to everybody. Right. And it's much more fun and about camaraderie and hanging out together as opposed to like, I need this now. I need this stat. It's way more fun than like Halloween where people are like, I'm wearing a mask. So when I am an asshole, it's not actually going to be connected directly back to me. Right. Because I'm a wolf man today. Yeah. Um, But I feel the same way about weddings, but the Wolfman costume for a wedding is a nice suit or a fancy dress. And it's like, hey, like, this isn't real. I can treat people any way I want. But this, that, that, was, that was precisely the perspective I was looking for because I was thinking, drinks giving, garbage. I needed, I needed some sort of silver lining. I needed some sort of reason to understand why this mattered. We're talking to John Henry, star tender to the stars, <laughs> also a member of bands that you should absolutely, well, either remember or pay attention to. Night of Sword will be coming up, and I keep getting it wrong. Is it M? C V L M C V L M C V L. Yeah, knock that off. We're not going uh, we back put, there. We put that in one of the other apps just to make sure it's stuck. Yeah, because with only four letters, it's amazing how frequently it's misspelled. I well, it, it almost sounds Roman. I'm like, one of those must not, but they're all Roman numerals as well. It wouldn't be the official way to do one thousand one hundred and forty-five. But we talked about having like an alarm clock that said 1145, which is like quarter to midnight, yeah. the witching hour, and that's time to party. Well, it's true. I've understood that Friday night at midnight, we're all going to get what we need. Right now, though, you're <laughs> listening to The Brian Oak Show. I am Brian Oak. His name is John Henry. Look, we can't keep doing this forever, although I would love to keep drinking Pennsylvania Dutch mixed with Clontarf and listening to music and stories. But we do want to let you get a song or yep. two in, and you have come up with a... Tuesday twofer here on the Brian Oak Show. Um, and they're both Fleetwood Mac adjacent. Well, in fact, before we talk about the second one, we'll talk about it on the far yes. side. The first one actually is Fleetwood Mac. Now, a lot of people, when they think Fleetwood Mac, they think the self-titled record. Or and some, rumors. Yeah, well, and I mean, obviously, rumors yeah. is one of the biggest records of all time. Um, or, But even the self-titled one had some hits on it. you know. And then you get to the follow-up where they're like, we're now the biggest band on the planet, yeah. so we're going to release one of the most experimental, weirdo things we've ever done. Not to say it's not good, but it's no rumors, to be certain. It is not. And I have talk- it. It's a double album. Oh, man. Oh. Oh. That's and- the worst thing about being successful as a band, <laughs> yeah. is suddenly you're like... Not unlike Guns N' Roses that you referenced earlier, if they had boiled down Use Your There's Illusion. There's a really good EP on the double album that's called Tusk. 
Okay, and and that and that's like the good part. I feel I feel the exact same way about Use Your Illusion. Oh yeah, you boil that down to six songs, and you're dealing with one of the best releases of the late '80s. But that it's being split said, up it didn't between happen. two separate records, not even a double record. You have oh. to buy them; it's double dip. Boo! That was tough. That's why I decided against it when I bought Metallica instead of them or Megadeth. Well, you did the right thing. So in any event, you went with Fleetwood Mask, uh, Mask Fleetwood Mac, not one of the greatest pop hits, but the actual title track to one of their more challenging. Albums. It is a wild polyrhythm marching band cacophonous fun song with this really nice dark undercurrent. And Fleetwood Mac, I spent years despising. And actually, while I've known you, <laughs> I warmed up to them, and it was one of those things where it's like, oh my, I feel like I've been living alive for 35 <laughs> years by hating this band, and now I love this band. And I chose this song because of that and the opportunity to do a tangential with the follow-up song. But it came to mind because I was listening to my Bluetooth speaker in the shower with my phone in the other room. I set it to ACDC radio so it wouldn't only play ACDC. Uh-huh. And bizarrely, they played the least ACDC-adjacent Led Zeppelin song, Fool in the Rain. Yeah. And it got it was really tough because I couldn't skip the song. And as as soon as it came on, I was like, oh, this is one of the ones where there's a time and a place for it. And it is not now. Uh-huh. And I was stuck in the shower listening to it. And there's like the marching band whistle happening. And it just made me want to hear Tusk. So I chose Tusk. Fantastic news. His name is John Henry. You're in tune to the Brian Oak Show Fleetwood Mac with Tusk.
Oh, so Priest, good. man. So Judas, Judas Priest right there. Their cover of a Fleetwood Mac song, The Green Monolishi with the two-pronged crown, which... Fleetwood, yeah, that's a Peter Green era Fleetwood Mac song. But also an important transitional phase for Peter Green because Fleetwood Mac came from that same crucible of British blues that, you know, John Mayall was part yeah. of. There were so many people, and early on, they were a proper blues rock band. Yeah. But then, as the 60s slowly transitioned into the 70s, they became a prog rock band. And Peter Green, after experimenting, and kids, stay in school. Don't do drugs, okay? <laughs> Unless you want to be a really successful rock no, band. No, no, no. That, 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 you have yeah. to be the really successful rock band first. First. Yeah, be- because cute. a lot of people said like, oh, well, I'm just going to take drugs and I'm going to be cream. And you're not. You just. It sounds like you're playing music like cream, but you're not. Be good first. And then if you want to just... It's it's worth avoiding because what happened to Peter Green was he did all the drugs yeah. and although he didn't quite lose it like the same way like a Sid Barrett did from yeah. Pink Floyd, he did lose it. And one day, and I'm not saying that turning to the Lord is losing it, but he went so hard. He's like, I can no longer do this. This is all artifice. I'm leaving rock and roll behind. And Fleetwood Mac was a wildly different band in the 60s and early so 70s different. than all of a sudden they met Lindsey Buckingham, and they met Stevie Nicks, and they're like, well, let's try this. And that's the Fleetwood Mac that 98% of the people out there know. But early Fleetwood Mac, the bluesy stuff is early, but right there in 1970, that's the weird stuff, man. That's the sweet spot right there. And we just heard Judas Priest covering that particular song. Oh, man, Judas Priest is so good. And that cover is so good. Like Judas Priest songs themselves are good, but their covers are so incredible. I almost sent you Diamonds and Rust. They cover Diamonds they and Rust? They cover Diamonds and Rust. By on, Joan uh, Baez. Yes, by Joan Baez on um, um, Sin After Sin. What? And it's amazing. Well, okay, here's the deal. His name is John Henry, and I wanted to talk about Drinksgiving. I wanted to talk about him. Sean, I know that you and I are both still sort of in awe about the <laughs> hip-hop song. That I we can't heard. wait to hear more. I'm serious. I well, can't wait. Yeah. So, John, we got to wrap this up. Yep. Um, but I want to thank you very much for coming by. I am honored to be invited. I can't wait to come back. You're definitely coming back because we have so much more to talk about, not just music. I want to pick John Henry's brain about comic books. I want to pick his brain about movies. <laughs> I want to pick his brain about more weird things that this guy's done because I know he's got stories. Let me stories know when you have back back. Like a William Gibson science fiction <gasps> or Philip K. Dick episode. Because I, I want to at least make an appearance. Are you flirting with me right now? Yes, I am. Okay, well, it's working. Between those glasses and what you're <laughs> saying right now, Philip K. Dick is my single favorite author the of all time. don't know that nobody's wearing pants right now. Yeah, well, that's because you're the second person in six episodes to say that. And I've, I'm afraid we might do a pantsless <laughs> episode at some point. It's a skort. John. Oh. It's called the Scort. I it, thought those were culottes. No. Oh, I love culottes. I like to call them gauchos. Um, <laughs> in any event, his name is John Henry. John Henry, this is a toast to you. His Your name health. is Brian Oak, O-A-K-E. Oh, thank you. Uh, and Sean Bernard. And Sean Cheers. Bernard. Also helping out. Um, I want to thank everybody who jumped on board early. I want to thank the good people at Great River Radon Mitigation. If you have radon in your home, it is not good for you. In fact, it is one of the leading causes of lung cancer after smoking, and it happens in a ton of homes here in the upper Midwest. You know, Laurie, when she was in here uh, a couple episodes ago, she talked about the nature of sort of the granite and all that stuff. And yes. I, I'm not a scientist or a geologist, but apparently we live in a part 
part of the country where it's fairly common. And you'd never guess it because it's odorless, colorless. It just sits there giving you background radiation, which you don't want. What you do is just get it tested. You can get it tested for relatively inexpensively, and hopefully you don't have it. But if you do have it, they can help you have a lot less of it by mitigating the radon in your home. So thank you to Great River Radon Mitigation. Thank you to Smart Start MM. Thank you, Sean, very much. Thank and you. your work at Adina Realty, John Henry. Once again, I want to thank you very much. It's a great pleasure. Uh, well, it's really it's, it's it's been so much fun to do this, and it's really a learning episode every week. And I'm always <laughs> like, there's no way that we could possibly have enough to talk about for more than 15 minutes, and we always go way over the hour we wanted to go over. I just want to say happy Thanksgiving to both of you, and I'm so thankful that this show got launched when it did. So thank you. I couldn't agree more. Thank you. Uh, thank you know, you. here we are heading into. Well, first of all. There's an active winter storm warning. I just stuck my head outside. Uh Not a single flake yet, but apparently at this time tomorrow, there's going to be nine inches of snow on the ground. Is it a snow-nami? Is it the snowpocalypse? Is it Snowmageddon? Is it Canadian rapper Snow's big comeback? Oh. Oh, good call. Informer. I'm gonna. Right? I'm, that's I'm, all I'm, the words. That's all the I'm words. Gonna leave you, I'm gonna leave you. I almost did something that I wanted to bring up earlier tonight. We already had too much to talk about. A ziggy boom boom there. I, I discovered a new talent. Uh, you know, usually oh, as someone God. my age, you discover like you pretty much know what you're capable of. In about four days ago, I started singing in the shower, which is not uncommon. A lot of people do it, and I'm a medium Tom Waits fan. I got nothing against him, but I'm not a huge booster. Yeah, and I realized that I can sing any song in the manner of Tom Waits that I have the lyrics for in front of me in a song that I'm aware of. And I'm not even going to try it right now. But I just want to let you know, on the next episode, I'm giving you two, (laughs) maybe three. That's what we call a tease. But just for a little taste. Informer. Boom, boom, yeah. It only gets better. I did Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh, I got a lot. I got a lot for you. I think we should let John Henry pick the last song. Would you like to hear? Because we want to do something about gratitude. Do you okay. want to hear the song, I Thank You by ZZ Top, or Sly and the Family Stone, Thank You? For letting me be myself. Yes. Well, here's the problem. You, John Henry and I, the last time we saw each other, neither of us were very sober, and we were at the <laughs> Great Minnesota Get Together. It was yep. the very final night of 11 days of... Fun, family, frivolity, pronto pups, and much more. And we were at the Cheap Trick and ZZ Top show. It was an amazing show. And it was an incredible show, so I'm not telling him what way to go. We already had this conversation. Why are you doing this, show? I think that he should, the guest should be able to pick the last song. All right. Well, he already got to pick two, John Henry. I did get to pick two. I leave this up to you. we heard Janelle Monet. Oh, yeah, we have. Fantastic. Yeah. We heard Fleetwood Mac. Awesome. We heard Tina Turner. We heard Tina Turner. Okay, now now that's changing it. I was gonna be like, let's uh, let's get like a little bit more distance between all the music. You like, know what? But I, I I like where you were going. That's where Go I was with going. Your gut I was reaction, say Sly and the Family Stone. Which is why when Sean brought it up, I was like, I want to hear ZZ Top. He's like, What about Sly and the Family Stone? I'm like, We just had like a dirty rocker. So, so let's like, do, let's go with some funk and, and this, some soul and, and let's celebrate. It's pure gratitude. And the other great thing about this band, one of the earliest, most diverse, multi, multiracial bands that everybody got to do something. They had a female drummer. Yeah. Nobody had a female drummer in the 1960s. So cool. They're one of the best bands of all time. Uh, so I would like to say before we call it a night, John Henry, thank you. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to the people who have supported us on Patreon. Know this. By the end of January, we'll have our first special live event. So it is coming. If you want to know more, patreon.com. 
com, the Brian Oak Show, uh, slash the Brian Oak Show, all one word, O A K E. Uh, and just thank you to everybody. Good luck at Thanksgiving. Be good to your family. You know, I, just try to get along. Good luck if you're one of those Black Friday types. And good luck. Small Business Saturday is also out in front of us. There's a lot to be thankful for, even in the darkest and hardest of times. So I'd like to leave you with that message as we hear this final song. Thank you very much for listening to The Brian Oak Show.
Hey. <laughs>